My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Brett Sims and Stephanie Sparks, two creative entrepreneurs based in Los Angeles. These two powerhouses run Stuck Designs, a 501c3 nonprofit art organization and collective for creative career women that provides art and self-love education to girls in underserved communities globally. Brett is the president and creative director and Steph is the vice president and program director of Stuck Designs. Once they became conscious of what a powerful antidote art and self-love were to anxiety and depression, they made it their mission to teach this truth to girls. Their life philosophy is simple, do what you love. Join us as we discuss their lives as creatives and their journey growing a successful business. Hey guys, so excited to have Brett and Steph from Stuck Designs today to talk to us about their life as artists, their life as businesswomen, entrepreneurs. We're going to dig into it. Hey, ladies, thanks for coming on. Hi. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you so much. Absolutely. I have been following you for a little bit, a little while now. And like funny story, we met through my retreat that I wanted to do in Ghana and I reached out to you and I was like hey girl and you had been to Ghana already so we connected on that element back when we were allowed to travel (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) and you know I was saying oh my god I would love for you to come with us one day to Ghana and we just connected so I'm so happy that you're here and we can learn more about you and your business likewise Yes, yes. So I always like to start from the beginning of an entrepreneur's journey because it's such a journey, right? There's so many winding roads. And I know you have a team and you're successful and you are really doing amazing work, but I would love to learn more about your start. And also Steph, who's a team member here, to learn a little bit about her journey and how she got connected to your business, Duck Designs. So yeah. let's just start from the beginning. Um, when did you first realize that this was the path you wanted to go on as a creative? 
Okay, yeah, I'll start and then I'll pass the torch to Steph. Um, I have been drawing since I was 12. My grandpa first taught me how to draw. And then um, after that, I kind of fell in love with it. And then I started doing it in school. And um, like I was at one point going to like go acquire path in, in high school because he had to like teach a uh, pick a creative elective mm-hmm. you know I was like what do I do but then I, I just kind of stuck to art and st- stayed with art like throughout middle school high school even in uh, college and made it a career like so I honestly I don't really know anything else like it's yeah. pretty much been um, all that I've done <laughs> like career-wise in my life so yeah for me, um, I I just I loved coloring and drawing as a kid, and you know my dad always wanted to uh, foster a sense of creativity and you know creative thinking, creative play, like with me and my brother. So he would buy us little drawing books and stuff, but I never thought I was any good. And you know I just was like, oh, you know, I have fun with it. And then as I got older, I started noticing how much art just meant to me and how fascinated I was by it. And, I still thought that I wasn't good enough to call myself an artist. So, you know, I would follow other artists' careers, make friends with artists like Brett, and, you know, just kind of live vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. And then finally, after college, I said, you know what? Like, this is something that I can't, you know, it keeps me up at night, me wanting to just be an artist. Like, I can't think of any other career that I would want. So, let me give myself a shot and stop telling myself what I can't do. And uh, Mm -hmm. I started taking little drawing classes here and there and just practicing on my own, buying sketchbooks. As, you know, that practice went on, I was like, wow, I'm actually kind of good. And then, you know, I kept going. I was like, I'm actually really good. And I started, you know, using different mediums. And the iPad came out with the iPad pencil. That's kind of my favorite way to draw. And then so, yeah, I just say, you know what, I'm going to see if I'm good enough for somebody to pay me to do this. And it turns out that there are people out there who are willing to pay me. So then I finally got comfortable referring to myself as an artist. And it, I mean, it only took, you know, the better half of 30 years, but finally here. And, you know, it was a, it was an interesting journey, to say the least. I know for you, Brett, your mm-hmm. business was something that you started in high school and it kind of transformed yeah. into this big business idea and for you Steph it sounds like you were always an artist at heart but you weren't sure if you could build a life out of it so it sounds like you guys are kind of at like opposite ends of like an artist start like someone who is kind of like this is what I know what I want to do at a young age and someone who's like I love it but I'm not sure if this is something I can do so I'm I'm so curious about those two because I feel like that's so relatable to artists that you know either they're like yes this is what I want to do you go after it or you're like I don't think I can make money off of this but I know I love it and you fight it and then sometimes you just you never really get back to it sometimes you do so I think that's interesting well I mean even in the you know path of always knowing that you're meant to do something there is still all of what you said you know right there are still highs and lows in it, points when you don't think you can do it, points when you're not getting paid the way that you know that you should be. And like, so it's, it's 
it's a journey and a journey of growth. Like, I think it's similar to the self-love journey or like a journey of consciousness or, you know, just a journey of life. Like there are ebbs and flows and it really just comes with growth and like knowing and absolutely like affirming that this is the path that I want to, this is the path that I want to go down. And like, I believe in myself because that's, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is gonna, so you know yeah absolutely well said (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so moving forward a little bit you how did you guys meet how did you guys connect um we have a mutual friend jared who's also an amazing artist very talented actor model musician he and i grew up together I went to a party with him and he's like oh this is my friend brad she's this amazing artist and i you know saw her art, I fell in love with Brett because she's just an amazing person. Then I saw her art and I was like, oh my God, your art is just, it's so just um, whimsical and just Mm -hmm. otherworldly. I just, I love that kind of art. So she and I just clicked right off the bat and, you know, started hanging out more. Yeah. I mean, the rest was just history. Yeah. 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 So did you know, was it kind of like you were friends first or was it, did it kind of start off as a business relationship? Um, it was kind of simultaneous, I guess, because yeah. like there are aspects uh, that we connected on a business level. And then, I mean, I guess the friendship is just like all encompassing. But yeah. yeah, I think we've always connected as artists, but like friends yeah. first. Yeah, um, I was more of a shadow artist still when I met Brett. Like I hadn't really come shadow. out of my shell yet. <laughs> I love that shadow <laughs> artist. Oh, that's a Julia Cameron artist way reference. For anybody mm-hmm. out there who's ever read the book, yeah, shadow artists are people who, you know, just haven't come out the artist closet yet. Mm-hmm. And like meeting Brett and, you know, seeing her art and seeing her just be so, you know, confident in, in herself and in her craft, like it kind of helped me, you know, bring me out of my show. So a little I did she know that I had, I had just read that book before I met her. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Was, <laughs> I went Mine, I'm telling you, things are always meant to happen. I love your story because mm-hmm. it shows how, like, interconnected you guys are and how your journeys, it feels like it was meant to happen. Yeah, yeah definitely it feels that way. Yeah. yeah. So how long have you been working together now? Mm-hmm. That is a good <laughs> question. <laughs> um. Okay. I guess because I was still teaching and that was like 2013. So it was like seven years. Eight. Yeah, it's been some years. Love that. Yeah. So you've seen the growth of the business as well. You started kind of, it sounds like you were there in the early stages as well, stuff. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. And we didn't fully, like, I mean, Stuck was, you know, in the beginning stages, but it didn't really come even full circle until this last year when we officially made it a 501c3 nonprofit. It was still, you know, growing and evolving because there's so many pieces to it. And, like, there's a full art collection for it that it's it's that's it's kind of like basis so that had to kind of be you know designed and put into place like as you know as everything else first so it had many many stages to it yes so walk me through that period when you decided that okay this is it I want to make this a nonprofit. I want to go all in tell me about that shift and what was that process like for you to really you know build this business to where it is now 
before that happened, um, you know, me and Steph had been working together on a lot of things and we had been building up um, what is now one of our programs and like working on curriculum because we'd realized that like teaching kids art is was a passion of both of ours. And um, so, you know, in the midst of all of that, um, I was I always still, you know, push stuff, still just try to like reach out to people even as it was growing. So I ended up reaching out to this girl in Ghana whose video went viral of like teaching these kids how to do handshakes. And she gave every kid a custom handshake before they entered her classroom, like Mm -hmm. a unique handshake to show their own authenticity and their own individuality. And I just love that. And I thought that that was like a perfect way to exemplify self-love in the classroom and so I connected with Medina she when I hopped on an email with her she then told me to call her dad and he lived in Columbus Ohio at the time so I did I got on the phone with her dad he loved the idea of stuck and then next thing I know he's like um all right so let's book your book your trip to Ghana um, because I want you to come to the school and I want you to learn you know like all about Diamond State Academy and you can't really do that unless you firsthand visited Ghana and seen the work that needs to be done here. Mm-hmm. So within like two weeks I was off to Ghana. And That's amazing. Yeah it's a crazy story like they yeah. paid for my visa, paid for my flight, they hosted me in their home, they were so nice. Yeah. Uh, And like it really renewed my faith in human kindness, which at the time was dwindling a little bit. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they were just so purely kind. And like, you know, like my parents were like, oh, you're going to go to Africa alone and all this stuff. Are you crazy? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just go off of energy. I go off of vibes. I trust myself more than anybody else. Mm. And I trust that if I'm traveling by myself, then I'm covered. And, um, you know, I believe in like God, I believe in universal protection. So I had my little crystals while I was traveling and, you know, many prayers. But I mean, I always trust my own inner guidance. So I knew it would be okay. And during that trip, like everything changed in my life pretty much. Like, I mean, I'm still pretty shook from that trip. Like I miss it. Like I miss Ghana probably at, at, at different points every day. Yeah. Like, um, we have got to go. You yeah. too, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> that was I one of the most synchronistic it. stories I had like ever heard. Cause I remember Seriously. Before, right before the trip, Brett was like, just talking about, you know, I just, I always need, been a, you know, a new direction for stuck and you know I just I need things to happen and the next thing you know she's like oh my god this school in Ghana they're paying for me to go and I was like wait girl what <laughs> and I had always put that out there like in my head yeah. was always like working mm-hmm. with kids in Ghana like I or not Ghana specifically but I just said Africa in my mind like yes. that was a manifestation of mine and I was like I just want to teach teach kids art in Africa somewhere I don't know how that's going to happen but I know that this is what I want and I just I knew it was going to happen at some point in my life but I never really put any pressure on it happening and then one day it just happened mm-hmm. and um after when I got back you know I was just profoundly affected in every way and um I you know connected with Steph again although like I you know 
talked to people on the trip too while I was on the trip and I was like I think it's just time to bring this full circle the program that we've been building let's bring it in make it a program and a part of stuck and we call it now little hardests and it's where we teach kids in underserved communities art and I so I basically pioneered that program in Ghana because mm-hmm. um, I just and, and you know like I had some lessons in mind I took some supplies there to teach the kids um, but basically it was the first uh, little hardest class and it just I mean the kids had never even really colored before I had to teach them how to hold crayons and all this and so I just and they had no no supplies no resources whatsoever so I was just determined and knew there was a great need um, of upon coming back. And so I just straight up applied for 501c3. I love that story because it really shows how you can really speak into existence your dreams. Yeah. It's just an idea you had yeah. and you didn't know how it was going to happen, but you knew one day it would. Yeah. And to see it manifest like that, to hear your story is really powerful because I think it shows how as creatives, as people, we can create the life we want. We just have to believe it's possible and believe that it's going to happen in time. So that's a really remarkable story. And I'm so happy because I think it's an incredible program. Yeah. And it's still going on. You know, yeah. you're still serving so many women, so many kids in underserved communities, which, you know, there. I have a whole, well, we don't have to get into that, but just how, you know, people in underserved communities are not encouraged to practice art or yeah. like go after their creative instincts. I think that is really, really powerful that you are tapping into that community who is so rich and so diverse and has so much talent, but you're like just nurturing that and encouraging it along the way in such a positive way that is so yeah. important. And just like, you know, kind of building upon that, like, Mm-hmm. You know, not many people are just, especially in underserved communities, like, or even in black communities, because there's kind of like a stigma or right. attached to just being an artist in general, and that you'll be poor if you're an artist. So right. um, African American parents still also don't, you know, push their kids to do art. Like my parents were like, no, you should just be a graphic designer because visual arts is not going to make you money. But and now I'm kind of doing the opposite. So yes, there's a lot of power to it. But it also came with like, you always you need like a a support system you need somebody Mm -hmm. or you know like a group of people to like support you like along the journey because I feel like that gives strength and power to holding your manifestations and yeah I had a really good friend who had a nonprofit already and so I was like well if he can do this, I know I can do this. So, you know, and then if he believes that I can do this and he already has a nonprofit, then I know I can do this. And then, you know, with Steph and all my Steph Designs community, I was like, all right, I got this. Cause you know, I have a belief and support system, even if my, I don't necessarily have that like within my parents or so, you know? Right, right. Community is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I can testify to that too. Like, even though my dad was the one like buying us drawing books and stuff like that and like sitting with me and showing me how to use shapes and stuff, he always was like, you know, art should be a hobby though. You know, Mm -hmm. like don't get carried away. You know, you can do your art as a hobby and it'll help you, you know, with your left brain job. But always, you know, like I wanted to go to art school when I graduated high school and he was like, they, both my parents were like, no, we want you to get a degree where you'll have a job. Don't worry about art. You know, you can still do that on the side and play around with it. And I was just 
it's like it's not for play though and I don't know how to get you guys to understand that mm-hmm. but whatever so I ended up finding my community with friends like Brad and you know I have other friends who they're not necessarily visual artists but they're creatives and you know most creatives um have to have that sense of support because being in those fields you know sometimes you don't know when where your next check is going to come from and you know you're right. largely reliant on industries that can be very volatile and yeah that, so that support system is it's life-changing so yeah, yeah. If there's anyone out there who you know wants to you have that creative drive or you have like a passion for art find some artistic or creative friends and don't just get uh-huh. discouraged, like, because, yeah. I mean, my my parents, I feel like, still treat it as a, as a hobby, even though I have, like, a full-fledged nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And, it's like, it just, and, you know, so many other creatives say the same thing, like, but it's like, you can't necessarily let the, those kind of opinions get to you. And, you, and if you don't have that kind of support system coming from your family or somebody that you feel quote unquote, technically that you should, you know, you need to build that community and you need to find another tribe, another family that is going to like support you in your goals and your dreams. Yes. You guys are speaking the truth. It's, it's so true. And yeah, thank you for being a testament of that because that's one of my personal missions is to show creatives and artists that it's possible to build the life that you want, you know, even mm-hmm. though society, family, whoever might tell you differently. So you guys are a testament. And I'm always curious about this balance, right, of being an artist, practicing your craft and maintaining a business. Because there's a perception that I've heard from other creatives that, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. I don't want to go that route because it sounds like I will, I'll lose my creativity or I won't be able to, like, do my I mean, art as hard. much. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's hard. <laughs> yes. Can you talk about how you balance that, what yeah. that looks like for you? I'm not going to say I balance it extremely well because <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's um, real. Yeah. But I definitely do it, you know, like I, and I've done it for so many years now that I like know kind of how to gauge that balance. I know when I'm kind of failing in that balance and I know when I need to like hop back on and kind of, so I like, you know, when I really feel like one is lacking or there's like a very strong, I get a very strong vision for what I need to do with with, like stuck more so than what I'm doing with like my personal art collection. I'll just like drive all my attention into that. And then when I see it, that I'm doing that, you know, too much, I like shift gears, shift the weight. I go back, spend time with my um, art collection. And it also like they're very they're two kind of different things like because I mean stuck is very technical it's a lot of like emailing it's a lot of contacting people we have a lot of meetings um it's a lot of communication with donors um it gets very busy and it can be kind of stressful sometimes and the opposite like doing my art collection and building upon my new collection right now is like a different kind of energy and it's definitely it's like a focus energy it's like an inner peace kind of energy and it diffuses those feelings of like ah stress or anxiety or like I gotta do this right now or I gotta do this in a specific order or perfectly and so it's not an easy balance but it's like one that's really fulfilling um when you kind of you know get it right so yeah yeah Yeah, I can um I'm just now starting to like gain my footing and my balance because like I have another job that I've had for the past three years um, working 
uh, for a perfumer as her marketing assistant and then um, program director for Stuck. And then I had a collective, an idea for a collective that I came up with in like 2016, like an art collective for black visual artists and filmmakers. And that took four years for me to just get my wrap my mind around that why so like Mm -hmm. i'm currently juggling like i guess three different jobs and what i had to sit down with myself and do is just say okay you don't have to do everything all at once it's fine like these three things don't take on anything else a b just make sure that you have a set list of things that you can get through each week and then you know you can have one day where you're just only working on two of those things and then the next day you'll pick up on a different two and then on a different two and then I find that by the end of the week I can look back and say okay you know I've made strides little steps forward everywhere and that makes me feel better there's always like I need to rest so that I don't burn out and you know that's a whole other thing because when you burn out it's so hard to get back up Hmm. yeah burnout is a whole thing but I think what you were saying about just not doing all the things at once or trying to Mm -hmm. is key. Like we're not able to do that, right? So let's just be kind to ourselves and focus on what we want to focus on in a moment and recognize that we can't do everything and that's okay. We'll get to where we can. Yeah, I was going to like say something similar. It's just like what I've learned, you know, along the balancing those things as well is like, yeah, um, what Steph said about taking you know, you got to realize you can't take on any more stuff. Like Mm -hmm. at one point, you know, I was trying to like design for people on the side and do custom projects for people on the side. And, you know, I've realized like it's hard to say no sometimes to people, especially if they're cool projects or like you really want to, you know, you Mm -hmm. you really like the people that you're doing them with and you want to say yes. But like every time I, you know, lately that I take on extra projects, I'm like, why did I, why did I commit to this? Because I really... (laughs) Like, although I would love to do it, I don't have the time, you know? Right. (laughs) And so it's just like learning to say no is a big part of achieving balance. Mm. And so I had to, yeah, I had to like cut a lot out. I kind of cut out completely doing projects, um, but it's gained me a lot more clarity and focus into like, into, you know, what my real purpose is. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes, boundaries are important. Yes, yes. And saying no, no, let's just mm-hmm. say a hard yeah. no, period. Yeah, <laughs> just like no. Yeah. But I want to get into what the stuck designs mean. Like, what does that mean for you? What is your mission? What is stuck designs? Um, it's many things, but um, I will say that, like, so it stands for strong, talented, united, and knowledgeable. Um, so, and I guess I, to me, it is every one of those words that, you know, it makes up. And so, like, so I guess the strong, um, I feel like every time that I'm kind of like, I mean, because self-growth is a journey and it's, you know, you're forever learning it essentially. And so I feel like whenever I feel like I've lost my self-love power or I'm just confused or I don't know what sex or I have so much anxiety, I feel like stuck can, it gives me strength. It gives me strength because of the community. It gives me strength because um, it gives me like a, a purpose and a focus and it keeps me like busy. And, you know, when I'm, when like my mind could be spiraling or doing something unproductive and the T stands 
stands for talent. So it gives me like an outlet to, you know, really present my talents, to share my talents with people, to share my talents with kids who deserve it most. Um, United, it's like a way to bring people closer together. As you get older, and especially like women, I feel like it's just harder for us to find time to hang out with, you know, other women. And especially if you like have kids or have families and just or just like are working all the time it's hard to like you know find your group of girls who like you can hang out with and go out with and chat with and so like stuff just helps you know me have a space to do that when I probably wouldn't otherwise a lot of the time and um, it provides an outlet for for that need and that desire to and knowledgeable it just yeah like I, I research you know I read I talk to um, other business professionals I like have I've reached out to so many different people and connected with so many different people through stuck and um, it's just taught me so much and it expands my mind thus like causing me to elevate and evolve every day which is awesome so it's all of those things to me Yes, such an important mission. And I know we were talking about earlier how you are working with younger girls, but you also work with adults, right? And you have Mm -hmm. programming for all ages. Yes. So like, while um, we are a community of women who support girls in underserved communities through our resources, like the, the donors, you know, who give to these girls who care about our mission, we want to support them as well because it's important that they are lifted that they are strong in their like self-love journeys and their in their you know inner love systems um mm-hmm. because i feel like from that place from a place of fullness like that's when giving is most pure most impactful and so yeah we provide events for them we just had a self-love sunday event which went really well that we sounds like fun yeah meditation fun. yoga sound bath um Ooh. yeah so and yeah we got really good reviews from it and can't wait till we do the next one it's gonna be like a quarterly event you know we, we've done a lot of things differently now that it's covid but mm-hmm. it's like in a way it's kind of great because like we get now women who wanted to participate but couldn't because they lived in like different states or you know maybe even different countries and yeah now they can be a part of it so that's beautiful you definitely have to invite me to your next one if it's virtual you have to (laughs) that sounds like a good time and I need it like we all need to just like self-care and heal and just like have that moment so yes Especially as black women, so exactly. Yeah, especially in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so many women were like DM'd us after like it was very healing, and you know, thank you, and you know, yeah, so, yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, so. Y'all sound like y'all are successful to me. <laughs> like, I feel like you're doing amazing work. But I'm curious from your perception, what does success mean for Stuck? Hmm. I'll let Steph take this one first. <laughs> I think for Stuck, like our biggest thing is to be a source of um, inspiration for young girls and women. But, you know, especially young, younger uh, women and girls just growing up. Um, I know for me, 
self-love, self-worth, those are foreign concepts to me. You know what I mean? I didn't really, I wouldn't consider myself or wouldn't have considered myself the most confident person. And I didn't realize until I got much older how much self-love plays a role in your success in life. So, you know, and it, it means so many different things. It's how you talk to yourself, how you eat, how you take care of your body, you know? And I think that for Stuck, our success would be rooted in passing along those, passing along that knowledge to as many girls as we can. Because, you know, just especially women of color, we're so just, as Meg put it, unprotected, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our own source of strength for times where, you know, we just feel like we're alone in the world and we feel weak and we feel, you know, helpless. We can right. like, we don't know where our next check or job is, you know, right. what we're going to do, how we're going to support ourselves to like even get to the point that we can do art or can yeah. be creative. And yeah, we don't want girls to like, we've, we've definitely both had, had some deep struggles in life and, yeah. and, you know, it, coming up as artists and, you know, we don't want girls to endure the same kind of struggles that we had to like you know each one teach one and mm-hmm. want to pay it forward so mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. yes and I think that's important because you you know we hope that we're able to create a legacy where we're helping others right that we're like giving mm-hmm. back to the world yeah. and to me that's what stuck design is doing it's really uplifting women, women of color and women of color who are creatives. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's such an important audience to like tap into because there's so we're already vulnerable as creatives because we're putting our heart into what we do. And it's like so much a big part of us that I feel like when you are able to share that to the world, that's a big deal. And it shifts the world in like a really beautiful way. So I'm so impressed and I love the work you do. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So I always ask my guests these questions because I get so many different answers and it's so like interesting to me, but what would you say is the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm. Wow. Uh, you want to go first? Or? Mm, um, I think, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I feel like mine are pretty simple. That's but, sometimes those are the best. The simple yeah, advice. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, I feel like something as simple as just, like, believe in yourself but like to believe in yourself to the point where like you become your biggest fan and where you actually love and are confident with like every piece of yourself which you know that is you um because when you have that and you have that power to wake up like just loving you and believing in you every day then like you know the sky is the limit you are limitless i you know i didn't have that for a lot of my life i remember in college thinking like ugh when is the point in time where i'm just going to like actually like love all of my little pieces even like the annoying ones or whatever mm-hmm. like, 
sense. Um, but like, there were a lot of pieces that I hadn't like, you know, you, you have to like go there with yourself. You have to know yourself and learn yourself. And only through that, I feel like do you come out the other side and are able to like believe in and love yourself completely. So yeah, I believe I'd say just like believe in yourself hardcore and like, cause that will keep even every time you fall, if you keep, you know, if you have that power in you have that fire in you of your self-belief you can keep getting back up i 100 percent agree with that um and then to for mine um i guess it would be something that my friend alana told me a couple years ago who's our business manager um she when i came to her and said oh i think i want to start a blog but i don't know if i want it to be a blog i might want it to be something else she said well you need to find your why like doesn't matter what you mm-hmm. want to do. Why do you want to do this? Why does it matter to you? Why is it important to you? And, you know, cause she's like, that's going to be the thing that gets you through those days where you're tired or you just don't feel like it, or you feel defeated. You can revisit your entire reasoning for doing it in the first place. And it, to me, it spoke to just intention, you know, like just thinking about what are my intentions for the things I do? And it kind of spread from not just my work, but you know, everything, like the decisions I make, and all of that, like, it just, I have to really think about, like, why am I doing this? What is the purpose? What do I want to get out of it? What do I want to give? So, yeah, that's really helped me a lot. And I try and keep that in mind as I'm, you know, just going through my day to day. Yeah, that's so important. That's something I'm always, like, thinking too. When I, whenever I do something, I'm like, why do I want to do this? Like, mm-hmm. what is the reason behind this? Because that will really push you forward in those, like, challenging moments when you, you want to mm-hmm. give up you think about like why and that always helps me like push forward so I'm with you on that stuff yeah Yeah, I think Brett found her big why in going to Ghana she always Mm -hmm. knew why she wanted stuff to happen but like being in Ghana being with those children that we want to you know who are who we want to help that was like okay this is exactly why I want to do it because she came back with like a whole fire litter up under her she was like let's go <laughs> make it happen <laughs> and that's, yes. what, that's what your why will do for you like yeah absolutely mm-hmm. well I think your mission to love yourself is revolutionary so oh thank you thank that, you that actually work. means a whole lot <laughs> it really is it's, we want it's it to just, be. <laughs> it's yeah. important as women to love ourselves so mm-hmm. I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to just share any work that you have coming up that you want to like talk about or just like share your website. How can people contact you and know what you're up to? Right now we're heavy in a fundraising stage for our two programs. So we have the Little Hardest program, which I talked about Um, a little bit before, but that's where we teach kids self-love through art in underserved communities. And then we also have the Fly Girl Initiative, and that stands for First Love Yourself. Um, And that is our grant kind of funding program where we um, give funds to individual girls who are struggling to just, you know, get their essentials met. And um, once, you know, you have your essentials met, it's much easier to create space and to have space to like do art. So, um, you know, these are really important programs to us. And we've been like, just, you know, reaching out to people um, to share our mission, to share our message and to donate if you have the ability to. So everything is at stuckdesigns.org. And um, when you go to the homepage, you can just click give and it'll take you right to our donation page. Um, Steph, am I missing anything? 
um no not really i mean we we're kind of on facebook we're gonna get on it a little bit more um as we go through 2020 but yeah uh, instagram is the best way to reach out to us or the website and then you know if you can't or if you don't have the resources to donate um something monetarily we're always taking in-kind donations whether it's art supplies or if you have a resource that you think would benefit stuck in our mission um just you know shoot us an email and say hey I know these people, you should reach out to them. I know this organization, you might be able to partner with them. Like we'll take anything that's going <laughs> yeah. that and, uh, so And our address is um, on the site as well, on the give page. And yeah, at Stuck Designs, S-T-U-K Designs um, is our Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Please y'all go out and follow these amazing ladies. Look up Stuck Designs. Follow Brett and Steph, Brett Sims and Steph Sparks. They yeah, are Sparks with an XX. S-P-A-R-X-X. Yes. I will have um, links to your website and any other like things you want to link to the show notes so that we can go ahead and drive people to your important fundraisers. But also just you have like merch and all types of cool stuff that you have. Oh yeah, so. we have a whole t-shirt collection yeah. for sale right now. Yeah. Um, we're dropping new merch fairly soon. Um, getting a lot a lot of our shirts sold out really quickly. So that was awesome. Um, but we're getting more um, shirt sizes in and some new uh, merch that we're actually really excited about showing you guys so it's gonna be yeah. so cute like, yes oh my god <laughs> yeah can't wait can't wait definitely buying some so look out <laughs> yeah um okay well y'all thank you so much for coming thank on you. thank you for such that. insightful questions victoria of course <laughs> and you know just for my audience Y'all go after your dreams because it is possible. These two ladies are testament that, you know, when you have, your, when you know your why, first of all, like Steph was saying earlier, and when you have a vision to go after it, you can just do incredible, amazing things. And these two ladies and Stuck Design is testament to that. So follow your dreams, follow your intuition, and do magic because we are all powerful within Thank you. You're all magic. (laughs) Yes. All right. See y'all later. Bye. 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 See you next week. Same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.